0: Hey everybody, we're back for another week of our Kansas State podcast. I've got the esteemed Blair off on the line once again. He's back to talk to us uh, about Kansas State football, even though we'd probably all rather listen to his stories about Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, you, you really got. I, I just want to say I, I'm pretty jealous. You were on the West Coast watching a Huntsman game while we were right here watching thirty-one ten. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was I was watching it. It was on the you know. The, the beauty of Southwest, you can get uh, get ESPN on their, uh, on their Southwest Wi-Fi. So I got to watch the whole game going out and uh, kept waiting for things to turn. And I thought maybe with that little spark with the, with the pick and the quick touchdown in the third quarter that uh, maybe that was what they needed and could get right back in. But not to be with this – not this game.
0: No, and honestly uh... – My my biggest impression was just how big of a mismatch this game was. I, I, I knew Mississippi State was the more talented team looking at them on paper, but I was shocked to see, I guess, just how much bigger, stronger, and faster they kind of seemed at every position. I, I, I've kind of been asking people if if they played that game ten times, how many times does Kansas State win, and I, I haven't heard anyone say more than like three. So it's yeah, it was kind of kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I had, I had the same impression watching it that it was something of a physical mismatch and, you, you know, you had an idea going in that an SEC team, um, that, that has been, you know, bowl program for the last several years under Dan Mullen and now, uh, and now Joe Moorhead would be, you know, would be a physical, you know, a, a strong physical team, great athlete, but I, I thought Kansas State would be able to, Somewhat offset that with a coaching advantage. Uh, but, but a couple of problems there. First, Joe Moorhead, who, who came from Penn State as the offensive coordinator, I, he's got a great reputation. I think he's going to do great things at Mississippi State. And I, I picked them to be my surprise team in the SEC and have them finishing second behind Alabama. That's how, uh, that's how, and that's based on the, you know, not just on the talent level, but, but on, on Joe Moorhead. And, uh, and, and, I think we've reached the conclusion, I know that what we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this, that, uh, that the two quarterback system that I, I thought could work and, 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 almost has to work in some other, you know, programs around the country, like Alabama, not working so well in Manhattan, and it looks like you're just gonna to have to, um you know, stick with, stick with a, a starter and, and make, the, make him the primary guy.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you, Um just from what we've seen in two games, I, I feel like you, at this point, probably the only real option is to just roll with Skylar Thompson and give him as much time as he can. And if, uh, if, I guess the beauty of it is, is, if it's not working, you've got Alex Delton sitting there, but the offense has only visited the end zone twice all season, and that's not good. Um, but I guess Skylar Thompson was the quarterback who threw both of those touchdown passes. Um, and then Alex Delton has a costly interception in both games. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I probably naively thought coming into the season that you could play two quarterbacks and that if anybody could do it, it was Bill Snyder, especially with some of the history going back and forth rotating guys. But I'm already completely off that boat. I, I, I think that's just silly. It seems like every time they put in Alex Delton, it's just kind of messed with Sky Thompson's rhythm. And you know maybe there's a way you can play them both and come up with some creative you know run based packages um, here and there as a change of pace kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, de- de- definitely the one key is the way to, the way to go. I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, and, and even though you know, Sc- you know Salter Thompson is the the better you know, the better thrower of the two, he's still gonna he's still gonna have to use his legs at times. And the history of Quarterbacks at Kansas State is they you know they get beat up and it's good to have a, a talented you know some talented depth there and and I think it's what it's going to have to evolve into is uh, a talented pecking order of Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton and uh, and, and you know you feel okay if, if something happened to Thompson you know and, and as you said and and obviously this is what happened at the bowl game last year you just you recognize a weakness on, uh, with the opponent and you take advantage of that weakness with a, with a change of style quarterback. And, and that, that option is going to continue to be available to, to the Wildcats. And, you know, I, I understand where Bill Snyder was coming from entering the season with, with both of them and making them both, you know, giving them both captain status. Uh, I thought it was, was a good move, but, you know, it's just, you're right. Two games in, and it's not so much to me the Mississippi State game; it was the South Dakota game, an inferior opponent, that it was difficult to get uh, rec- to get rhythm, to, to get consistency at the position. I think the Mississippi State outcome was going to occur no matter what the decision was going to be, whether he alternated or, or played one 95% of the time. It was that first game that I that kind of alarmed me a little bit. Was uh, uh, this, this might not uh, this might, might might not be the way to go.
0: Right. Well it's funny, I feel like everybody was kind of looking at the Mississippi State game and just hoping that one of the quarterbacks would step in and have a dominant performance and, and lead the team to victory so that then it was an open and shut case, that's they good thing with the rest of the season. Didn't happen, so I guess we'll you know we'll see what they what they do. But uh let me let me ask you this. Does what happened on Saturday change your long term thoughts on Kansas State this season? Are you after you know, seeing that, are you knocking down your prediction or are you staying where you were? No,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm still holding firm at upper division finish for the Wildcats. And, and I say that because I'm, I am i don't know. There's, there are other teams in this league that I, I don't, we don't know what to make of yet, Texas being one of them, a um, couple others. So I, I do think after Oklahoma and West Virginia that we're looking at a scramble uh, for, you know, three, four, five, I think you know Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, all all bowl, you know, bowl worthy teams, and all will be there in the mix for third, fourth place, fifth place. Um, and I, I'm, I'm still there. I, I guess if my opinion changed on anything, it was reinforced that Mississippi State's good, and Kylan Hill is a beast. Of a, you know, he's an NFL like running back, and uh, and that defensive line. Uh, you know, just the way it was able to, to match up against Kansas State's offensive line, which we think is a strength, uh, that, that's where my opinion changed. It, 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 you know, it made me believe that Mississippi State was better than I thought. And, um, and, and we'll know, you know, I, I think going into this season, when I looked at the first month, I thought it was important for Kansas State to at least split Mississippi State and West Virginia and we've got one outcome in, and now you know
0: now we're going to await the, the second one in, in two weeks. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I only predicted them to go seven and five preseason anyway. I, I wouldn't adjust that um, based on, on on this outcome. Um, I, I guess the what I've said all along is is if this team is capable of doing more and really being a contender in the Big 12 and pushing for 10 wins, I thought this was a game they had to win. Um I'm with you though, if they could turn it around and somehow pull off a win at West Virginia, then that would really make up for this and they'd be kind of back in that conversation. Maybe they could uh all of a sudden have people thinking thinking a little bit better than they have been the last couple of years. But um yeah, uh, another non conference loss. Uh they've only it's it's amazing how much they've struggled in non conference play the last couple of years. The only time they've gone three and before the start of Big Twelve play was um year when they played Texas San Antonio. Uh, Louisiana Tech and then an FCS school starting out. Every other year when they played a, a notable team, uh, they've, they've, uh, had a blemish there. So hard to, hard to make up for that in the final record count, but I think they'll be okay in the Big 12. I still think they'll, they'll have a winning record. Um, the big thing, I guess, heading and forward is can they, can they rebuild confidence? Can they get right against UTSA? And then can they go on the road and, uh, and give West Virginia a challenge? Um, cause even if they lose that game, they got Texas right behind them. Uh, at home, and that's not going to be the easiest of games either, even though the long haul stuff look great. So, uh, still out in a lot of, a lot of areas, but yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't, I uh, wouldn't jump on the cliff or anything just yet.
1: You know, the, the, the loss on Saturday was not as egregious as the one a year ago at, at, Vanderbilt. That was, that was a worse loss than, than Saturday's loss. So, um and, and Kansas State figured it out in the second half of the season last year, and, uh, and, and, finished with a, you know, with, with a flourish. I, 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 don't, you know, you, every season's different. You, you just don't know what to expect. Uh, the schedule's different. You know, the Kansas State had the success last year, partly because the schedule lightened up for him down the stretch. And, um, and but I, I, think this year's a little different in terms of, uh, the way the schedule unfolds. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not, uh, I, I can see where, where a Kansas State fan would have been a little disillusioned uh, after watching the game, especially again, the, you know, it's Mississippi State—not a, you know—it's not a division champion team. and has it's never—it's only won one division title in, in SEC history. Um, but the way that they came in and, and, and took it to Kansas State, I could see where that was a little eye-opening for for K-State fans. And um, but, but is there any reason to think that you know that that Mississippi State team is more talented than Auburn? A few years ago and Kansas State played that, you know, in that game right until the end. And, um, maybe, maybe this Kansas State team isn't what that one was, that one was. But, um, this was different. You just don't see teams coming into, you know, outside of OU, uh, coming into Manhattan and, and playing as well as, as Mississippi State did the other day.
0: That's right. And, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to me to see how Mississippi State does the rest of the season. If they're as good as you as you predicted, and they um, can finish second in the SEC West, and you know maybe look back at this and say, well, you know maybe it's just one of those things where uh, bad matchup, really good team, chalk it up as a bad day. Um, I'm still a little a little shy to to jump on any kind of conclusion just yet because after I saw Vanderbilt last year, I actually left Nashville thinking, hey, these guys look pretty good. They had a good defensive game plan against Kansas State, held them to seven points. Uh, I even had them 25 in my, uh, in my, in my AP poll the next week. Uh, not, not the smart decision on my part. I don't think they won, but I maybe one game the whole rest of the season. So, right. you know, is, is this, I mean, I, I clearly think Mississippi State is quite a bit better than Vanderbilt was, but is this, uh, just a bad day or was it a case where they went up against uh, a really great team and didn't have it? We'll see. Um let, 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 let's end with this. What what do you want to see out of Kansas State against a team like Texas San Antonio this week? What do they gotta to do to get to get ready and finally tuned up for big Twelve play?
1: Well, and and we know that the you know, this this is um you know, this is a game that Kansas State I I don't haven't seen the line, but I I imagine it's pretty healthy cave state and
0: uh, Twenty-one. In game, the Kansas,
1: 21, and a half Twenty-one for Kansas State. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and it, it's a game Kansas State will be expected to win and to get some confidence back. Um, you know, Skylar Thompson will take it's, you know the probably all the snaps in this game unless there's some mop-up time. I I expect Kansas State to just have its best game of the season and to get to regain some confidence, just get it get a good feeling back and. Um, even, you know, the Roadrunners are 0-2, uh, they're, they're similar statistically to Kansas State, right? They're, they've, um uh, they just haven't generated much offense. Right, correct. So, right. uh, they're
0: both, they're both at the bottom of, uh, the national statistical leaderboards.
1: Yeah, yeah, And I know Arizona State, uh, with Arizona State that crushed them in the first week, Herm Edwards team, mm-hmm. and then, um uh, and then Baylor hit them, hit them up pretty good last week. So, um look, I was there, the when they played in San Antonio, was it like, three or four years ago, um, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the Alamo Dome, and um, uh, it's, it's a program that I know has great aspirations. You know, they think that, uh, you know, that it should be, you know, with access to Texas athletes, especially in that that part of the state, it should be, uh, you know, a, maybe a little bit farther along than it is, but it ha- just hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked that way for, for the road runners. Um, I, I think this will, I think this will be as clean a game and as, uh, as, um, I, I, expect Kansas State to cover and, and just to look really good for, you know, for four quarters and, and win this game going away. Um, if that doesn't happen, you know, you asked me earlier if my, if the Mississippi State game changed my, my outlook on the wildcat. If, if this game is, if this game is close, if this is a game in the fourth quarter, um, then my, my, yeah my, I will absolutely change the way I think about Kansas State and its potential, uh, but I don't expect that to happen. I, I do think that there's enough, there's enough talent at Kansas State for them to, to be a you know, a top five, big 12 team, and when you play a team like Texas San Antonio at home, you ought to, this is a take care of business game and you should, you know, and, and, and guys that are on are three and four deep, you know, get the, get to run on the field at the end of the game in games like this. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm confident Kansas State has a, has a solid, uh, is a solid winner on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on all those points. I'll say this is a game Kansas State really needs to win and win handily. I, if they're going to have a blowout win, I'll see you a drama free game where everybody plays, everybody feels great. This is probably it. I think this is the easiest game on their schedule, probably even easier than South Dakota, just because ETSA is coming off games against Arizona State and Baylor. They're giving up almost 500 yards a game. They can't move the ball in offense. I mean, there's not a better opponent to just smack around than this team. And if they right. can't do it, then I'm with you. Then, then you know, start hitting the panic button or whatever Maybe we've got some problems. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a chance for Kansas State's offense to get, get right. And I think they really need to take advantage.
1: Hey, one thing to think about, what, another game to keep your eye on this weekend in the situation is West Virginia, you know, the Kansas State's opponent the following week. The Mountaineers go to North Carolina State for a non-conference game on Saturday, but that game's in jeopardy because of Hurricane Florence and all the rain that's supposed to fall. And that's part of, uh, the country, it would be, and, and, and NC State officials are looking to see, uh, whether to play the game or not now. So it's something to keep your eye on. West Virginia may end up coming into that Kansas State game off of a, off of a bye week. I don't, I don't know if that favors the, the Mountaineers or not, but, um, but that's, uh, that's, that's in play for a future K-State opponent.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. That'll that would be interesting. I I really don't know how to handicap that. if they don't play this weekend what would how that would affect the Kansas State community. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. Or to keep an eye on. All right, well, we'll uh, have a great conversation.